0: Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six- and seven-figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. Today, I'm here with Melinda Lang. Well, and, uh, yeah, this is a redo. We tried to do this last time and <laughs> we had a corrupt file, but hey, we're back again. Yes. So, yes, sir. um, I met you at, I, I don't know, you call it a mastermind conference or what do you call that conference? Just a, yes. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah. I was uh, speaking at a mastermind conference. Yep.
0: Got to know you there. And, uh, one of the things that really intrigued me when uh, you were up on stage talking is, is how, I mean, I think it was seven times you broke your leg and you rehabbed it. <laughs> And yeah, you know, a uh, Division One athlete. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I've been known to be persistent. Um, you know, sometimes that's gotten me in a little bit more trouble than what I, what I bargained for. But yeah, I, I did.
0: Well, I know on the show we like to talk about, you know, your story, kind of what you're doing now. The audience really likes the success stories. You know, they like to the rise and fall. Everyone likes a rise and fall story. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, your background and what you're doing now. And then some, you know, basically some insight you'd like to share with the audience and then how we'd get a hold of you. That's kind of how we do this. So, uh, yeah, kind of go ahead. Yeah, the time is yours. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, um, you know, you, you said about the rise and fall i would definitely say that there's you know a roller coaster story here but um you know you definitely don't know what those peaks are like until you've seen those valleys um i like you said ty i was a division one athlete um i had just right before uh, my first indoor meet i was a short sprinter and i also long jumped just before my first indoor meet i had kind of coined those phrases, you know, one more time, coach, one more time. I was getting my steps right and actually um, broke my leg on the jump um, when I planted my leg to jump into my long jump form. had broken my leg there and so started rehabbing that and coming back and rehabbing that and coming back and um, multiple times there (laughs) till the point where my, you know, team doctor, my trainer, my coach, my assistant coach, you know, those, those ones where they pull your mama in the room and, you know, Hey, can we have that, can we have this little sit down and, you know, just kind of explain to me that it, my body wasn't handling the stress well, um, as far as, you know, my leg and you kind of need your leg to be a sprinter. Um, and so just kind of talking about other avenues there. And that was really my first, I don't want to say my first disappointment because there were, you know, there were many along the way, but that was one that I could attribute to me being the beginning and end of that. You know, there wasn't anyone else involved. So that was, that was hard. I, you couldn't have told me then that I wasn't going, you know, further into making a career out of being a sprinter. You know, there was definitely not, the Olympics were not, you know, calling my name, (laughs) that's for sure. But for some reason at that point, that was what I had put my focus in. That was something that I could, for the most part, control. You know, there had been some other, you know, past things in my life that wasn't within my control. And that was something that I could perform. I could see results. And so it was a little bit more than just athletics to me. Um, It was a little bit more than crossing that finish line.
0: (laughs) That's a sport where it's you against you. But, you know, oftentimes in life, we don't, I mean, that rug was ripped out from underneath you, and then you yeah. never you never forecasted that. I'm yeah, sure lo- lots of emotions went into that, too, and just, ooh.
1: It does, and, you know, you hear about, um you know, everyone goes through that as an athlete. You know, there is a point where, you know, you you hang your cleats up, you know, you set the ball on the shelf, whatever, you know, it may be. There is a moment, and I think we as adults don't really talk about that as much. As, you know, it being something that was your life and then all of a sudden abruptly isn't. So that was kind of the first real, um, evaluation that I had to do and say, okay, from this point on, where, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And, um, it wasn't pretty.
0: <laughs> you know, Not it never
1: is. No. Um, it wasn't pretty. Um, I kind of felt like, you know, that was the outlet that I had with athletics to get me through some of the things that I had been um, exposed to or, you know, subject to, you know, as a child. And that was something that really took a lot of that heat and a lot of that, I guess, mindless, you know, wheel of thinking. I was able to pour that into athletics. And then when that wasn't an option, all those things started surfacing and started, you know, coming about and me realizing, you know, you can't just push everything away forever.
0: Got to so, deal with that, huh?
1: Yes, you do. Um, So I, you know, had gotten married. I had my first son. I, um, he was premature. He was born at 26 weeks and um, he was actually a twin and had, had lost one of the babies. And that's why he was born at 26 weeks. And so that was another moment of okay, I do feel that this is my purpose, and I you know my job is to be the best mom, caregiver, and take care of him in the way that I can, and really just looking at life from that point where you know what this may be something that's gonna be needing my hands on in this situation from now on, and I'm okay with that um you know the light at the end of the tunnel is that he's six three and we're you know talking to college recruits almost on the weekly basis at this. Wow. point. He's a, <laughs> he's a junior uh, in high school. We just moved from Oklahoma in May, um, moved into Arizona, starting a brand new school system and finding his spot very, very nicely there. So to be able to see healing on through him on this side of heaven has been, it's been tremendous. Um, in my growth in the way I parent my children, I went on from there to have a daughter. Um, she was a twin as well. She was the only survivor there and then went on to have another son and then another son. So I'm, I'm up to four, um, who are here with me now and, um, couldn't be any busier. I don't think, but couldn't be any more fulfilled.
0: You know, I would never wish a single parent on anybody my wife's at nationals this week in las vegas and are you with, uh, with, oh yeah without <laughs> good people around me i would have oh, yeah. you know i would have forgot my kids to practice or not been able to get them a ride i don't know how people do it and i admire mm-hmm. anybody that can do it because this little short 10-day window i'm like oh my goodness it's it it's a whirlwind. A lot. It yes. Is.
1: And just not even getting the tasks done, but doing them in a manner where, you know, I'm raising three men and yeah. I, I, there's a responsibility there. Um, you know, and I guess that kind of segues into gone through divorce, um, in the last two years, gone through that. I, we had built up a very, very successful home building business. And, you know, with the divorce, things don't always, things don't always lie out the way that they had they had started and they had continued. So, um, ended up going through bankruptcy there. Um, about two years prior to the divorce, I had started an apparel business, just kind of on the side, something that I was doing as an outlet of just things that I was good at, you know, and i made a shirt for a friend and the friend said, Hey, why don't you, you know, this was this was a while ago, so why don't you put that on Facebook? You know, Facebook was kind of one of the new things at that point or getting to be where people sold a little bit more things on there. And within 24 hours of putting the shirt on, on Facebook, you know, I had over $2,600 in sales.
0: Wow! Not,
1: not knowing how to take money from anyone, not having a website, not knowing. <laughs> like everybody wants to give me their money. I don't know how to get, even take their money. So that... I there was not a dull moment in that business by any means. So that hit the ground running, um, sprinting for sure, and really grew. I started in my home, moved to a larger portion of the home in the back, and then moved into a, you know, outgrew that. And at that point, it's it's very humbling to me because I can look back at those moments and there were always probably seven to 12 people in my home who were helping me, uh, you know, sew or doing whatever type of production that needed to be done to get, um, get these shirts, uh, this apparel line taken care of. And those were some very, very sweet moments to know that, like you said, you know, the people around you that just really hop in and, and do life with you. Um, that was just such, such a highlight of seeing, you know, people come together and just really put put their lives and their dreams and things on hold to really help me get to the point where, you know, we all knew it was going so rapidly. My grandmother told me at that point, she said, "Now, sister, God has given this to you for a reason. Yeah. At that point in my life, I thought, you know, you always think financial or I, maybe I do. And I thought, you know, I don't, <laughs> I wasn't at a point where I needed that. Financial stability. Um, but then, you know, of course, down he always knows a little yeah. bit more than what we do. Um, and that's definitely that business is one thing that I could say that uh, there is no explanation business wise, uh, mind wise.
0: Um, It's not like you had a dream to grow an apparel business, right? You didn't. Absolutely. No, I fell into that first
1: (laughs) and, you know, I had grown out of the home and had built into uh, a storefront and then had outgrown that place and moved again and I had grown that place and actually moved again. And, you know, so many relationships were built. So many, so much character was built um, on my end and, so many just friendships and things that I never really saw myself being able to do but when when I was in the thick of it just being consistent and showing up the things that I was able to see and do in that moment were were pretty humbling to me now looking back on that and that was definitely what had carried me through I still have that business um, but carried me through financially into starting um, my next you know business adventure and that has been something that's been extremely profitable and still along the lines of being able to help people and it's really kind of so what I is, feel like
0: yeah what are, what are you doing now so they went from a you've got a quite a few rise and falls in there I you, do you know, I do now you're yes. doing what you you're doing what you want to do what is that
1: well, you know, I do still have the apparel business. Um, my son is actually starting his own apparel business. So he's kind of, you know, I have the equipment. I have the resources. So he's kind of tapping into that a little bit. And I've, I've tried to step back and kind of see how that's going with him. I haven't been focusing as much on that, but it's still prevalent. And then I've also, um, I've started an insurance agency. Um, nice. I'm actually I'm an insurance broker, which nowhere near the knowledge of you, Mr. Brady. <laughs>
0: oh stop we're good
1: right but um you know it's definitely been an adventure to be able to look at helping people in a different manner um, from the apparel business it's different conversations you know I actually had a phone call yesterday where a lady I had ended up calling her back I'd been trying to talk with her husband and he wanted you know to discuss options with me and I is probably dripping on him for about three weeks. And I called back yesterday to speak with him and his wife answered the phone and she was explaining to me, you know, she said, well, you're too late because he passed away. Oh, and That's, that's a rough call to have, you oh. know, when, and you evaluate and think, okay, what could I have said differently? What could I have done differently? And how could I have shown up for that family in a little bit, in a little bit better manner? It's not that he didn't have the information. You know, it's not that I didn't do what was required of me, but I also know that there's always experiences and conversations that could have went above and beyond. So
0: so if I understand, I do Medicare, help people with, you know, health insurance and find Medicare health plans to, you know, that's what I do. And that's what I specialize right. in and all my group does. But you help protect you know, assets and wealth management, right? Is that that fair fair to say?
1: Yes, very fair to say. Um, In this case alone, it was, um, you know, just setting his wife up in a life insurance policy. You know, if something were to happen to him, he would be able, you know, his family would be able to carry on and still remain in their home. Um, That was a mortgage protection Uh policy that we were talking about. And, you know, then instead of getting that Having that conversation with him was, you know, we're going to get this set up so your wife doesn't have to go through X, Y, and Z. And then yesterday with her, that conversation was, okay, so now we have X, Y, and Z. Oh, what are our options here? You know, and it's, it's always a very, a very surreal moment when you see the flip side of that. And one of the things that we always pray for is more time.
0: Yeah, three weeks and, too late. Wow.
1: Right. Right.
0: I mean, it's so not I was like you actually
1: four, I was actually four days too late. Four um, days. Yeah. I had been dripping on him, contacting him, gave him uh, the information that he had requested from me and um, had given him all that. And he, you know, wanted to go and think about it. And then the next week we touched base. You know, he's still wanting to think about it. And then Um, the third week that I had contacted him, his wife answered and said he had passed four days ago. So, you
0: know, I dabbled in that arena way back when and I just, I didn't enjoy it. And that was why I, I I stayed away from it. But I mean, the, the, you, you do those types of things for the living, not for the dead. And that's absolutely, it's, it's for them to, you know, you know, mourn and, and live on and, and not have to sell everything. And I mean, there's purposes right. for that. What a story.
1: Wow. And be able to stay in the home that she had raised her children in. Yeah. You know, Um. and a lot of, a lot of times, you know, you're, we're looking at, you know, there may be different scenarios for retirement for male than there are females, you know, yes. like women may have stayed at home and, you know, taking care of their children. So they're, Their financial situation is a little bit different when they're when they're faced with, you know, just their income. So and there's always the thing that I do love about it is there are always different scenarios. There are always ways, you know, to make a program fit that family, whether it be mortgage protection or, you know, something along the lines of an IUL policy where we're looking at, you know, you going into it with the open mind of leaving a legacy for your family that yeah. you can also use along the way as well. So
0: I call it I so joy solution based selling. And Absolutely. it's, it's, what is the solution? There's always solution. What are you trying to accomplish? Because that's the idea. Is it, you Absolutely. know, is it you want to leave a legacy? Is it, you're just trying to, you know, have a lump sum, whatever it is, whatever that yeah. is. And that's a discussion
1: from point A getting from point A to B in the most manageable way that makes you know you the family be able to meet their goals that yeah. they have in mind. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Anything else you'd like to share with the audience today and then uh just how they may get a hold of you and uh we'll call it a day. Thank you so yeah. much for being on the show today. You are
1: welcome. You know Ty I feel like there are there are always moments where things look pretty can have the opportunity to look um pretty dim, but even though um that was the case in several moments of my life, I still can look back and say, you know what, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I am now. I would not yeah. be the same person that I am now. So looking back on those moments and being grateful for those moments has really transformed my mindset on moving forward and the ability to be who God's created me to be now. So looking back on those moments of being grateful for them is one of the best, one of the best advice, I guess, if you will, that I could say I've learned. Um, but as far as reaching me, I'm very, what you see is what you get. So it doesn't bother me to give my cell phone number out. Um, that's how my clients reach me. That's how all of my agents reach me and my cell phone numbers 918. Four nine zero two zero four one. You're looking at getting in touch with me. That's a good avenue. And then I'm also on Instagram as Melinda, underscore F A Y E underscore underscore.
0: I'll, I'll, when I post all this, that'll be on the the links as well. But thank you so much for being on the show. And as always, all of you share, like, and subscribe. And if any of you are interested in being on the the show. And have a story to tell, reach out to me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks.
1: You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.